and Solskjaer has won it. And you've heard that somewhere before. What a night for Manchester United. Okay, welcome to episode five of the MUFC podcast. Um, thanks for all the support on the last podcast. That went very well um, in terms of listens compared to the previous previous three. So thank you for that. We're in the big time, Tom. Big time. We're getting there. We're getting there. Full time Devils and United Stand. They'll be in, in contact soon, I think. But um, before we start, I think there was no football, so I was quite happy that Ashley Young wouldn't ruin my week. However, he has popped up in the news of potentially being our new full-time captain, so he's weaseled his way in there. Ashley Young is the new captain next season. I don't think it's that big a deal. Antonio Valencia has been our club captain for the last season. How many games did he play? can probably count them on both hands. Wayne Rooney, the season before, barely played a game. But they're two people I think a lot of people have respect for, and there is a case for them being captain. I respect Ashley Young as a person. I just spit on him as a footballer. But yeah, as a as a player, I mean, like there is nothing that suggests he could be a captain of United. It looks like he will be, and obviously, as you said, he won't be maybe on the pitch as much. But full-time club captain, I'm, I'm shocked if that's if that's going to be the actual decision. Look, at the at the moment, it's all speculation. The papers say they change from day to day, but it's not a surprise. Um, look, we just have to roll with it and see who's captain, who's wearing the unbanned, when we're running out. Okay, okay. There'll be more Ashley Young talk next week. I, Joy. I bet. So this week's kickoff question coming. I think in a few days it is 20 years times, 20 years to the day since um, the new camp in Barcelona. Um, so you've been following all that stuff on Facebook and Twitter. So as it's transfer market as well, we'll go sign one player from that treble winning team into this current side and why. And a, a realistic reason why. So maybe not the best player, but yeah. what we're lacking in this team, who would be your number one priority? I know our defence is crying, but. I'd go Roy Keane only because I feel like this team really lacks a, a leader and you know what, not just a leader, but someone who will hold the players accountable. And I know that's easy to say, but if you could get someone like Roy Keane, just imagine him working with a Pogba, working with a Rashford, like when Rashford makes those misses. As, could, a, as a player, yes, but could you imagine Roy Keane with Pogba, just the personality clash? Do you think it would... Could, I, you know, no, I actually don't, I don't, I mean, he might heckle him a little bit, but... <laughs> He might give him a few uppercuts, but apparently Pogba can, can fight, actually. Oh, no, I've seen the clips of Yeah. Anyway, um, I think Roy Keane would be great in the sense he would just give belief to the players around them. You, you know, you've played football. There's some players who just have an aura about them, and Roy Keane's one of those players where if, you're, if you've conceded a goal or, so, or something sloppy is going on or the team's just not playing well, He'll pull you aside and be like, what's going on? You, you know, he'll just, he'll wake you up, he'll hold you accountable, and he leads by example. And the, 90, the, the treble winning team was full of those players, but I just feel like, in terms of leadership, you couldn't ask for more than Roy Keane. No, 100% agree. And for me, that is the right answer. He's my favourite player of all time, and all his qualities is exactly what this team lacks at the moment. But for me, I think it is a risk, Paul Pogba and Roy Keane, because I'd want to keep Paul Pogba. So adding Roy Keane to that, I think it's just too much of a risk so my option, and to be fair, my option I think would potentially kill people as well. But I think we need a defender in Yapstam. There's, there's always an argument who's been our best defender during the Premier League. You've got Ferdinand, Vidic and Yapstam. And look, I would lean maybe towards Ferdinand and Vidic, but Yapstam had to be on par with them. He was an absolute rock. Fergie admits 
that's the one where he screwed up. So and there's all this talk at the moment. Then uh, Virgil Van Dijk being the best defender the Premier League's seen. He's not yeah, even the please. best Dutch defender. That falls with the upstand. And then you can talk about Ferdinand, Vidic, John Terry, Tony Adams. Do you like Dutch pancakes, Tom? <laughs> I don't know about Dutch pancakes. I don't know. Do you know anything about Dutch pancakes? They're beautiful, small, petite, <laughs> quite tasty with a drizzle of Nutella on them. Anything but Yapstam. The furthest thing from Yapstam. <laughs> okay, so before we, we're going to talk transfers, obviously, as you can see by the title. But before we get into it, the, the biggest news regarding United this week is probably De Gea's contract situation. He has a year remaining, so if United want to sell, it's time to sell now. There's rumours that he's rejected a big, big contract at United. So just your thoughts on, do you think De Gea stays? Do you think United will try to cash in on him? And what do you think his future is? I think United are mad if they don't cash in on him. If, if he truly doesn't want to be at the club and he has no intentions of staying beyond his final season, they have to cash in. I believe that's why the club, and you've seen it, it it's happened with most players that we're seeing come off contract, exercising the one-year extension. We've seen it with Mata, we've seen it with Herrera, De Gea, Martial, just to name a few. And... While I think De Gea is the best shot stopper, shot stopper, not goalkeeper in the world, I feel, and he'd no doubt he'd be a monumental loss. If he doesn't want to stay, especially, this is a rebuilding phase for the club, so you need everyone on board. It's going to be painful and there's going to be some teething problems, so if De Gea doesn't want to stay, as much as it as it's a shame to see him go, I can't blame him. He's approaching the peak of his powers. And he wants to go on and win silverware. And if that's how he feels, I think he's well entitled to feel that way. But the club need to cash in. Um, See, my argument when you say if he doesn't want to be here, we have proof that he didn't want to be here when he technically signed for Real Madrid. Like he signed a contract to go to Real Madrid. He wanted to leave. He agreed to leave. Yeah. And then he goes on and becomes our player of the year for the like, next three or four seasons. Yeah, the issue now, if you believe reports, is around wages and agents' fees. And... You know, United have offered him a very good deal from all reports. You know, well, well in excess of 250000 a week. You know, for a goalkeeper, that's excellent. And the hold-up seems to be agent fees. And I'm actually kind of proud of the club in the sense they're not being held to ransom. So do you think it's got to a stage where, obviously, we agreed to hire is as good as they get? But it's almost he is replaceable. It's not, you cannot just cave into every demand. Even Everyone's replaceable, well. Tom. We've seen links to Onana from Ajax. Um, we also got the Barcelona goalkeeper. Sillison. Yeah, Sillison. His name escapes me. Um, you know, and it looks like that if those links are true, we're going for a more ball-playing goalkeeper, which is interesting, and I, I believe that's the style Oli wants to play. So we'll see what happens. But it'll be sad to see him go, but right call if he doesn't see, want Personally, to stay. I agree with all that, but personally for me, I think he stays... And I think United will even take a loss on him, not a loss on him, but will let him go for free. I think keeping for this season, the replacement for a goalkeeper is so hard. Who do we buy? Do we buy a £10 million keeper or do we go £100 million? But I think with Dean Henderson being promoted with Sheffield United, if he has a year in the Premier League and performs well, then De Gea can run his contract out and then get his big signing on fee at PSG or Real Madrid. But don't you think De Gea's dip in form had something to do with his contract? Oh, Potentially, that's something only he Seems can... like the perfect storm, doesn't it? It's convenient. Um, he's the only one you can ask. Oh, there's a player who has enough credit in the bank to make a few mistakes. Oh, I've read enough. Oh, I can understand people reading into why those mistakes occurred. But for me, it was just a goal. It's just a bad patch of form. There's 
he had a three-week bad period. Half our team had a nine-month bad period. So we don't put that down to contract talks. But Ashley, uh, okay. uh, Ashley. Well, move over from Ashley. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to him first thing next week. Okay. Okay, so on to the transfers. So what we've decided, we understand this is a bit FIFA and a bit football manager, but everyone's into that. It's just a bit, little bit of fun. We know this isn't how it works in real life, but just something everyone can get involved in. I recommend using the site transfermarket.com. You spell that market without an E at the end. Uh, we'll put a link in it. Now, we averaged out the last couple of transfer windows where we're in the Europa League. I think it was Van Hal's first season and Mourinho's first season. And I think it was roughly, it was actually cheaper than we actually spent less than I actually thought. It was averaged about 170 million in terms of spending on the players' incoming. So the figure bandied about in the media is roughly 200, maybe a bit over 200 million. So we're given, we're given each of us 200 million pound to play with. And if there is, if you can argue any major sale, so if you think you could potentially sell a player for 50 or 60 million, you can add that to your 200 million. Um, if you believe a De Gea is going or a Pogba is going, etc. Um, and we'll try and be realistic, as realistic as possible in regards to the player values. We've used transfer market as the value, um, but we've also had to use the media speculation in terms of what they think players will go for. So um, I'll let Larry go first. We'll go. We'll do one player each, and at the end we'll see who we think has the more successful list. So Just give me the trophy now, Tom. So first player. Uh, my first player is Matthias De Litt from Ajax. Speaking of Dutch defenders. Yeah, well, he's had a wonderful season and, you know, play, already played in a Champions, Champions League semi-final. Should be in a Champions League final. Um, he's 19 years of age. He's the captain of Ajax. And most of, most of all, he's a natural-born leader. At 19 years of age, he has more leadership qualities than our supposed future captain has and potential I, potential and look I 100% agree from everything I've seen of him 100% but in this world of social media so much of this leadership qualities he's perceived to have and I don't want to say perceived to has to have in a bad way but he has a deep voice and shouted in, into a microphone in front of fans that's not what I'm going off what I'm going off is if you see him on the field he's actually yelling at players pointing at players telling them where to be and for a 19-year-old, it's not just about having the, the ability to do it. When you take into consideration his age, and he's yelling at players well above his senior, well above his seniority. He's playing next to Daly Blind, who's not the tallest defender in the world. So if you, if you look at those qualities alone, and then take into account his footballing ability, he's great on the ball. And if we want to introduce a ball-playing centre-half, someone who's got those leadership qualities he's he's got decent pace he's everything that we need at the back do you think there's an argument for okay that's great to do it at Ajax in terms of his um, his presence at the back coming into United and telling players who earn double the amount triple the amount that you're on do you think he has would have that in him yeah I, I don't think it's about I don't think it's about wage and I think it's this the thing is the team naturally lacks a leader so it might shock a few people but it starts in pre-season and you know what if the club I know this might sound a little bit crazy but if the club wanted to give him the captaincy and say it's a a tricky one I I I get he's a young kid but 
if you're willing to say we want you to be yeah. the center of our defense for the next 10 years here's the armband it could be a, it could be a selling point to him something they use in Absolutely. negotiations because yeah. I, I think he's Barcelona bound however we've just spoken off air before that there's more and more noise and with Rayola in charge of him the longer this drags out I think United are definitely I wouldn't yeah. say close to him but definitely interested I think you're right but there's it's got a similar feeling to Pogba, doesn't it? Right. If you remember when Pogba was signing with United, all the links at the time were Pogba's going to Madrid. And then we're like, okay, it's not happening. And then it just dragged on and dragged on. And then you started seeing links and connections and then it happened. So we'll see. And all this is happening when Rayola's supposed to have this transfer ban. Oh, it doesn't know, mean I, a thing. I don't know what is happening. He's talking agent fees and he's not supposed to be working. Okay, anyway, so you've gone for one centre-back in Delit. How much is Delit costing you, by the way? I've... I've put here 63 million. 63 transfer market's million. got 63 million pounds. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think I think um, the transfer fee actually wouldn't be too bad um, for him being a young player from Ajax. I think Ajax. That's a they, steal. They, they can't turn that money in down. In the modern Ajax. market, yeah. Okay, now for me, my centre back. Obviously, we have to address the centre back issue. I agree with Dilit, and he's probably top of my list. And second on my list, and probably the more expensive option is Koulibaly. I think he'd be almost a better sign in um, short term. Over Delit, however, 27 years of age. However, using the 200 200 million pound budget and our lack of Champions League football, they are my two top picks. But I think who I'd go for is Toby Alderweireld from Tottenham. There is talk of a 25 million release clause. Now with Tottenham, I don't know if you'd be able to get for 25 million. I think they would play hardball especially if they're potentially European champions. If he has a release clause... But if they have a release clause... There's nothing Daniel Levy can do. No. Okay, let's role play. Okay, you're, you're, you're Ed Woodward. You come to me. I'm Daniel Levy. You come with 25 million, and I say go away. What do you do? Daniel, I'll put your name on the back of a shirt, if you like. See, the only thing United can do if, we don't, if they don't meet the release, if they don't accept the release clause, is go to court. They would win. United would win in court. But do you want it to be tied up in court for six months to a year and get out of a year later? It's not worth it. So if Daniel Levy goes, okay, yes, his release clause is 25 million. However, give me 35, give me 40, then you can have it. I, I, you still I think take that, it. Yeah. I, I think that's how a lot of, And I'm no expert on the inner dealings of transfers, but that is how I think it's going to happen. So, so often players go for more than their release clause. But he is valued at 25, so I've put him down for 35. But just in regards to a player... The old adage, he's Premier League proven, he's experienced, he's an international quality defender. Last year he was in, on the outer at Tottenham when he was looking to leave to come to United. They moved in eventuate because obviously the board didn't back Mourinho. But he has shown a desire to come to United in the past and then he has come back and look, I haven't watched Tottenham every week but when I do, you just see this Champions League run. He has been at the heart yeah. of, of their win. So look, Dilly and Koulibaly are ahead of him for me. But I think what the more realistic option, being his last year contract and being a Premier League proven player, I think Alderweireld is the most likely centre-back. We've said this in the past. Any smart club, when you're targeting a position, you should have your list one, two, three. I truthfully believe United had Koulibaly top of the list. Now they've crossed him off because of his his transfer fee. Now they're going hard at De Ligt. And yeah. if it doesn't happen, very well could sign. Yeah, no, I, I think in the club's eyes, he could be very well be third choice. But given our situation, third choice might be quite Take likely. Him. Okay, so both I have put he's he's really close is twenty five as I said, but I'll put thirty five for Alvaro. So your second option. 
Second signing, sorry. Second signing. I've gone for Thomas Party. Because who doesn't like a little bit of partying, Tom? You're asking me, Tom and party. But, um, where does he play? Atletico? Uh, Yeah, Atletico Madrid. He's a defensive midfielder. And he's definitely an upgrade on Matic. Just more dynamic. You know, I think he's just got a lot more energy. He gets around. I think with Matic, the issue is he's just slowed down. He's lost that, that slight yard of pace. And I feel like he struggles to really protect that back four. Lord knows that back four is turd shit, but if you can get Thomas Party in, 25 years of age, um, he's he's played lots of Champions League football, so he's got a good level of experience. He can, at his age, he can play f- for you for the next five years at the very least. Yeah, he's a wonderful footballer, complements the team. I think he'll free up Pogba more, and we've said that, you know, assuming we're keeping Pogba, that you want to give him that that ability to just be able to push forward so who, who would you say he's more a replacement, a replacement he's a replacement for, for Matic Matic absolutely. or Herrera yeah. do you think he plays no no he's a replacement for Matic he, he sits Deeper. he sits in the number 6 position he, he can protect the back 4 um, so yeah for me Thomas Party replaces Matic in the team and what's he costing you well according to yeah, transfer yeah, market yeah, 45 out, million so you're running out of money already well <laughs> with my two signings it's about 110 okay. and yeah no I'll, I'll make the cut off don't you worry Okay, for me, I'll then go into central midfield as well. Um, I think there are far more glamorous names and far more continental names than this boy, the Decoure from Watford. Um, for some reason, I don't know why, but for some reason I've watched a lot of Watford over the past two years. I don't know why, they've just maybe had good kickoff times or something. Because you like Ashley Young's former team. <laughs> Ashley Young. I'm trying, to, trying to convince them to um, operate that um, buyback clause. <laughs> but um, I think he's... In the, I, I know he scored in the 4-2 win at Vicarage Road last year he scored for Watford um, and he also the game a few weeks ago when we beat one of our rare wins against Watford Ducure scored at Old Trafford he is a good player I think he is again like Alderweireld and I don't want to make this sound like Perry Chick, um, Cherry Pick and all the Premier League players but he's Premier League proven he's experienced I think he's Watford's best player, and Watford aren't little old Watford anymore. They're potentially the sixth, seventh, eighth best team in the Premier League. Made an FA Cup final. He's um, technically very good. He can play deep or get forward. He scored goals against United. He scored two. Um, I think he's a player. My only concern is every player under the sun has been linked with United. I haven't seen any real credible links um, with Decore to United, but I think he definitely will go to a top six club. Um, the reason I'm picking him over some of the more continental names is the Premier League proven aspect and I think being Watford this is a hell of a lot of money but I think in regards to how much money will be spent I think 40 million for the first first choice midfielder yeah. I think is quite good so I'd be buying Decore I think you could potentially get him for cheaper but if Watford do want to hold on to him I think 40 million would definitely grab him uh, I'd ideally you'd look to 20 or 25 million but I think um Watford might dig their heels in as they were sort of pushed towards the European places. Yeah. So Decoure for me for 40 million. Good shout. So I've got Alderweireld and Decoure, and yourself has Thomas Partey and Matthias Delit. Yep. So your third option. So I've got lights, I've got parties, and now <laughs> I've got Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Wan-Bissaka. I like how you did that. Yeah, he's, for me, for me, he's the best defensive right back in the league. Um, He's, again, another young player. Premier League proven, Tom, to join your Premier League party. Uh, I think he's definitely an upgrade on Ashley Young. 
He's actually a converted winger. I don't know how many people know that. He's a converted winger. I think the only fault in his game, not even a fault, deficiency in his game is that I don't feel like he crosses the ball a lot. Um, but, you know, if he's a former winger, you'd like to think with the right he, coaching he, he looks very raw. He looks like a raw winger when he goes forward. Yeah, he's very explosive. He's very quick. Um, I think if United are going to play that link-up play, which I keep coming back to, but if United are going to do the link-up play, then I think he definitely is an upgrade in that sense. I think with the right coaches around him, you can get him working on his crossing. And if we're going to get a winger, which we'll come to, if you can get... That's natural width. You, you add to the right side and balance to the squad. I'd well, love to see it happen. But you know what the most important part of that signing is, Tom? Ashley Young. Ashley Young, Ashley Young. will be on the bench. What do you think? What do you think? Is it, you wouldn't put it past this club to sign a player for 40 or 50 million and then Ashley Young... Imagine, imagine this, team, right? Imagine this. I know I'm taking the piss, but... You sign Wambasaka, you think it's the end of Ashley Young, and then he starts playing him on the right wing. <laughs> I think just to interrupt, um, it's important to note, we didn't add it at the start, but this is under the assumption we've also signed Daniel James for roughly 10 to 15 million. There's been some sad news about his dad um, passing away in recent days, so that might take a while to complete, but it does look as though whether he plays on the right or left, it does look like that has been done for roughly 10 or 15 million. Now, not to be boring, but I have one Bissaka as well. Not because I think... I think Cancelo from Juventus would be my first choice, but I think he's going to cost upwards of 60 or 70 million for some reason, yep. and he's strongly linked with City, not with us. So for every reason you just said, I think Wan-Bissaka, again, my three players so far are all Premier League players. Um, young, English, he's quality, obviously quality, he obviously quality and potential, but I think, and it's a stupid reason, but I think I agree with you, one of the big reasons is simply get Ashley Young out of right back and that sounds harsh that sounds extremely harsh but um, it's not harsh he's a terrible footballer so, but I think we just need to address someone there I'm not sold on Diego Delo neither am I Tom um, and I'm not gonna look we can save that for another another podcast but yeah I thought he's really slow isn't he it? runs in quicksand oh yeah it just every the amount of times we've seen him turned inside out and just on the turn, he seems to get burnt for pace. He's got an amazing. When he's on the ball, though, he's got an amazing ability to drop shot and go past someone. When he's in that right wing position, he has his ability to create space. He drops his shoulder left and yeah. goes right and gets across him. But is he a United winger again? Yeah. He's short, you know. Okay, so yeah. we've both got one Bissaka. How much do you think he'll cost us? There's rumours oh. the club have gone in with a 25 million pound bid, which that's, a, that's an absolute piss yeah. take. It's just, I, I think it's a natural. It's a yeah, natural progression where you... Okay, let's low, start low here. Ball them first. That's right. Um, I think, realistically, he's going to cost 50 to 60 million. Oh, I'll put 50 million. I yeah. think he's going to cost 50. Good thing I've only got one more signing left because I'm running out of money. I have one big one left. Um, I'll let you go first. Um, so, I've gone with Pepe. From Pepe, yeah, Nicolas Pepe from from Lille is a. Oh, I, thought, I thought you meant the Real Madrid, old Real Madrid defender, oh, the nutcase at the back. <laughs> he was linked under Jose Mourinho. He was linked to one window to come in. Imagine him and Ro- <laughs> Oh, we playing with eight men. World War Three on a football pitch. We playing with eight uh, men. Every week. <laughs> um, yeah, I've gone with Nicolas Pepe, um, right winger. Um, had a wonderful season. Twenty-two goals. Twenty-two goals. Um, 
is again uh, 23 years of age, natural width. Um, so the reports are so transfer market has, has him at 36 million. I think he's going to be more around the 60 million there mark. So there goes my 200. Um, I've blown it royal, but um, he's a very good player. He's got um, good number of assists as well. He's got 11 assists in Ligue 1. Um, over 37 appearances, 22 goals, one yellow card, so he's quite disciplined. Um, and I just think, so he's actually, his, how's this for a stat, Tom? In Lille's team, he contributed to 49% of their goals. So that means in, in assists or, or goals. Goal he, he, contribution, yeah. Yeah, goal contribution was 49%. That's half, that's brilliant. Yeah. So if you can, imagine you add that width. How old is he again, did you say? 23 years of age. And then if you can get Tony Marshall firing, on the left hand side so see I like from what I, I, to be honest I've never seen a full game I've seen all, all the highlights of him and love what I see and I have no issue with a, a left footer playing on the right hand side but there's just something in me it, maybe it's something old school but I want a right footer on the right hand side because we've got the left hand we've got the right sided player who plays on the left like Martial or Rashford or Sanchez um, I can't name you many more yeah, yeah, out and out wingers. Yeah, it, it doesn't happen too much anymore. Maybe Daniel James potentially plays on the right, but every highlight I've seen of him has potentially been on the left. So, um, yeah. Pepe, how much? Yeah, we think he's going to cost. I'm going to say money. 60 million. Do you think Champions League it will be a factor, or he's young enough to? Well, that's a that's a good thing about young players. If you can sell the project, yeah. not the season. If you can sell the project of you're going to play regularly for us, you're going to be you're going to play in this position for the next five years. We're going to get to the Champions League with you, and ideally, we're going to start competing for the Premier League again. Eventually, the Champions League again. If you can sell that project to these younger players, because I feel the the players approaching their peak, that's the hard sell. They want to spend their best years fighting for trophies. So that's why I've gone for a lot of younger players. But if you're just looking at pure quality, potential, I think he can still improve. That's the that's the wonderful thing about him. And I think it'd be a great signing. And I don't think Champions League really matters. Because at the end of the day, it is a big club. It's the biggest yeah. club in the world. Uh, no, 100%. Now for me, my last signing. Now to scrape this guy in at under 200000000 million, I'm having to sell Lukaku for $60 million. Oh, I no. think I think Inter Milan. It sounds like Antonio Conte has gone to Inter, and he obviously was strongly linked with Lukaku when he came in. And Sky Sports, if you want to treat them as reliable or not, have just said that Lukaku definitely is on Inter's, Inter Milan's radar. So I'm shipping him out for sixty million. I found the football outside just before we came into the bar, and uh, it looked like a Premier League ball. I think it's actually from <laughs> Lukaku's from one touch. of Lukaku's touches landed in Sydney. Not bad, not bad. Um, what do you reckon you get for Lukaku? Oh, oh, I've said sixty million. Yeah, I agree. Uh, fifty to sixty million. Yeah, 50 yeah. To 60 million. We, well, we got him for seventy-five million pounds, so I think yeah, at the absolute minimum, you want at least sixty million. Okay, so for me, my big signing for a hundred million, Dybala. I Ooh. understand everyone saying no. That's a shocking sign. And I'm saying no. It's exactly what we don't need. Tom, my, let my, me ask you. Hey, right? uh, my my player, my signing. He, oh. we lack quality anyway in the final third. We're going to lose. Lukaku, Sanchez, hopefully not, but potentially one matter. Okay, so we're losing quality from a team that doesn't have quality anyway. Who are we to say no to one of the best attackers in the world? I understand that. I understand that. But the thing is, Wambasaka for me is similar to Pogba in the sense of he's got an absolute brilliant moment of brilliance in him, 
but then the rest he'll just one he can fade the, in and out of games. Dabala, you, you mentioned one Bissaka. Dabala, you mentioned. Yeah, sorry. Yes, Dabala. Dabala. Yeah. Um, he can fade in and out of games. He's got a moment of brilliance in him, so that's a problem. The other thing is, for the system, all we've seen Solskjaer play is 4-3-3 in a traditional sense or in the diamond. Now, unless you're going to play a diamond every week with Dybala at the tip of that, I don't see where he, he does fits. play. He can, uh, I understand this. It is going to be hard to fit him in, whether it be you're playing him in a 10, which sometimes they don't play with. You don't want to see a player like him shifted out to the right okay. where he lacks pace. That's right. So if you're going to spend $100 million on a player, why would you spend $100 million on a player who you're not even sure will fit the system? They're playing up. He plays up front for Juventus fair bit. He's only been shifted out because Cristiano Ronaldo has been in there. Do you think he could be a striker in the Premier League? Do you think Aguero could be a striker in the Premier League? I know Aguero can be a striker in the Premier League. Yeah, so but what, what, what couldn't Dybala be? I don't think they're the same sort of player. Yeah, okay, Dybala does drop a little bit deeper. But I don't think he's as good a dribbler as Aguero. Oh, no, I think he's very good. And I advise, I, it's a player who I've watched for years, even before, when he was linked with United when he was at Paloma, I think he was, before he went to Juventus. Um, it's very stereotypical to say, oh, he's an Argentine, he's very intense, very tenacious. And I understand the criticism with him when he comes, he's going to be on a big wage. And the first thing that's going to be labelled at him when he misplaces a pass is he's only here for the money. Okay, it's lazy. I, I do understand yeah. that. But he's a player... I just do not think we can snub our nose at someone of his quality. It's not snubbing, you know. I, look, I agree with you. I think he's a wonderful talent. I just don't know if he fits what Solskjaer wants to play. It, it is going to be hard to find. Especially for that amount of money. I'd rather spend that on a Koulibaly if you're going to, you know what I mean, yeah. if you're going to fork out that massive amount of cash. Yeah. Get it for the part of the team that needs it most. It, it's your transfer window. Mine's yeah. better anyway, but <laughs> I'm just trying to make you sound like shit now. For me, though... We have these players, whether it be left, middle, or right, we're going to lose three or four players. Oh, no, maybe not three or four. We're going to lose two or three first-team players in terms of Sanchez, Lukaku. You potentially matter. I think the club sees Rashford as the number one striker. I don't think they're going to buy an out-and-out number nine. You haven't put a striker in, a proper striker in there. I haven't yeah. put a proper striker in there. And I just think, play him off the striker. It's one of those players, if he wants to come to United and he has a point to prove, you find a way in there. Whether he plays as a second striker, as a false nine, which Solskjaer has used Lingard and um, Mata before, and I understand he didn't use that system often, but I thought in that the times he did use that system, it was probably our, some of our better performances. I think Arsenal and Chelsea, we played a two-up-front system. Yeah. So I understand all the criticisms with him, and maybe I am biased that he's a player I would just love to see. You know, number, the new number seven. Maybe it's something we can do a podcast on in a week or two. Oh, that, this, uh, this will change when we sign Sean Longstaff and oh, um, kill me. All right, Lee Catamol. No, my my question to you is, Marcus Rashford. If you were gonna call it from now, will he be our starting striker by the time the season starts? Yeah, I, I think I do not agree with all the shit he's been getting in terms of these stories that he wants three hundred thousand. But I think he, oh, it's nonsense. I, I don't think, think that's but true. But I think the club is offering him a big contract, and I think that big contract means he's United's main striker. Do you see a problem with a 22-year-old leading the line on a permanent basis for Manchester United, given no, his inconsistency? There is. A, I don't think he's good enough to be the striker, but I think there are far more damning issues in our team than our centre forward at the moment. 
Here's an interesting stat. Do you know, in terms of goals scored, we only scored two goals less this season than we did last season. Last season. <laughs> the, the stats like that come out everywhere. They're depressing, depressing. Uh, no, but, the, but we finished second yeah. last year. Oh. But it comes down to our defence is terrible. So yeah. you could be right. Anyway. Maybe, maybe Rashford's the answer. Maybe it's Pele. Okay, and as we just said, this is going to completely change and blow up in our face next week when Lukaku signs a new contract and <laughs> Paul Pogba leaves and we're going to have to uh, address that midfield issue. But for my list, I've got Daniel James, who we assume has signed. I've got Toby Alderweireld, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, um, Decore from Watford, and my luxury signing and just personal bias, Dabala for our big $100 million. And your four players were? Yep, so we've got uh, Delit. Uh, Aaron Wambasaka, uh, we've got Thomas Party because it's going to be a good old time in midfield, and uh, I've got um, sorry, I've got Pepe, Pepe, yeah. and the last one was uh, Ndombele. Ndombele yeah, from Leon. Um, okay, so if you look at the website transfermarket.com, drop the e in market. Um, maybe in the comments below, whether on Facebook or Twitter. Add up your 200 million, maybe sell Lukaku for 50 or 60. If you want to sell Pogba and earn a bit more cash, do that. And give us a list of who you think the four or five most, slash best, slash most realistic signings are. And feel free to compare both mine and Larry's list. Now, anything else to add for this week's podcast? Uh, yeah, just make sure you leave some comments around how much better my list is. Yeah. And uh, guys, if you can give us a rating on iTunes. Um, please do. Please yeah, do. It, means, it means the world and it also means that we get greater exposure so people can hear me slating Ashley Young every week. Now, we'll be back next week. First thing off the podcast will be the latest Ashley Young development, I'm sure. Okay, so thank you very much for listening and we'll upload again next week. Cheers. See ya.